This podcast explores explicit and adult-themed content. If discussions of sex or male bondage offend you, or if you are under the age of 18, you should not continue listening to this episode or future episodes of The Bondage Gaze. By continuing to listen, you acknowledge that you are at least 18 years old and aren't offended by discussions of male bondage, sex, pornography, or other kinds of content with sexual themes. Hi everyone, I'm Nat. And I'm Sebby. And this is the third part of our pup trilogy, our saga. Once again, we're joined with Cody and Jackson. Hey. Hello again. Hi guys, thanks for joining us again. Hope the commute wasn't too rough. (laughs) (laughs) Rough. Rough. (laughs) All right, let's get back into it. Jackson, what is a memorable moment for you? I've got two that I'm doing share, and I get to make you look like a real terrible boyfriend now. Oh, Oh, let's do this. Rather than other people. Controversy. So, so from a sub point of view, it would be kind of a session, and it was really, it was a really impromptu session, and we just got back from somewhere, and like we were messing around at the bottom of the stairs, and you tied me to the banister. Oh god, yeah. Oh my god. Choked me out. I did. like actually choked through to the point I'd passed out. To me, that's something that would really make me panic normally. And, like, in a normal situation, I think at that point, I was already quite tired, so you didn't have to do it a lot to choke me out. No. I was already quite tired, so I just kind of fell in that. In a situation where you're having to choke me for, like, a good couple of of minutes. You act like I try and choke you out all the time. Guys, well, that, that, safety that, first, that. just remember that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But that that was actually quite hot, despite being possibly something that you panicked about as well, to be honest. Well, I got you safe before I had my panic. It's fine. <laughs> That's the good yeah. way to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I recently been told about like I don't know the the way to like effectively kind of like choke somebody like of you know because I think most people think okay just like grab their fucking windpipe like like that which is horrible like you should never do that to anybody's mm-hmm. throat but yeah like but okay no like get the two veins there and then just kind of press on them and yeah well this yeah. is this is exactly what what I have sort of always tried to do is try to be more on the side than at the front yeah but the unfortunate thing there is i'm just basically cutting off a blood supply and i don't think i'd ever choke somebody like that while they were stood up and i think that's the thing that was a benefit but also kind of the detriment in that case was that you know essentially i'd walked in we'd done an impromptu thing where i handcuffed jackson to the bottom of the the, the staircase because we got a pole at the bottom of the staircase that I just handcuffed him to. And then just we went into this session kind of thing. And um, yeah, I just, it was maybe, what, five, ten seconds? It wasn't much at all. Wow. Um, I came in, uh, you know, we were just, we were doing dirty talk kind of thing. And I grabbed hold and he just dropped like a sack of shit. So I immediately had to, right, unhandcuff, boom, roll him on his side, like recovery position kind of shit. And I like, look, let's start tapping him on the face until he wakes up kind of kind of thing. Because he was, he was breathing, so I wasn't panicking to a crazy uh-huh. amount. But, you know, it was one of those things where, holy shit, he's fucking dead. Like, <laughs> I, I have gone too far. It's a good thing that, because it is the safety aspect that you, that I have experienced what I've experienced. Because before choking Jackson out the way I did, I had had that exact thing happen to me where I was in a scene where I had a, I was I was suspended, but I had a collar that was tighter than the arms and the legs, oh, so I was fuck. slightly lent into the collar, yeah. and just after a little bit, I just, well, I blacked out. That's exactly what happened, but I've watched the video of it happening, so I know what happened, but my whole body just, my whole body just limp immediately, and being able to watch that and understand what happened because I've experienced it means that I feel like I knew what I was meant to be doing and knew what, what to, how to fix it because that Dom managed that really well and I would hope that I managed it at least okay enough that, you know, everyone was okay. Like, it's not something that's traumatized me, so you definitely... No, because I'm still choking yeah, you, so you're not yeah, traumatized. My other one from a Dom point of view is actually probably one of our most recent ones where I had you tied up against the bed, sat up, 
Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was probably the first time you, you've done it like that, where Jackson has essentially edged me to the point where I was pretty much bursting and ready to go, and then jumped on me at that exact moment that, you know, everything got explosive. So it meant that he was just throwing his face at the problem. <laughs> it's also the only time I've walked out of a bonded session not covered in my own cum as well. So that was fun because no cleanup. So I like that. <laughs> Does sound pretty fun. We've had lots of memories. We have, and most of them are recorded. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, we're recorded. I'd, I'd say sub to my OnlyFans, but um, you know, I'm not sure how much content I have left on there now. So yeah, that'd be interesting. Don't sub to my OnlyFans. <laughs> Please stop subbing to my OnlyFans. Wait, did you lose content? Uh, I had community violations. So my content was initially deemed as... So OnlyFans still have a policy where they don't allow hardcore bondage. Yeah. Now, when I contacted them, they defined hardcore bondage as non-consensual bondage, which to me is just rape. I don't... Yeah. And it's literally a crime, so I'm not really sure what they're trying to say by that. But they're essentially saying if they can't verify consent while looking at a piece of content then it's non-consensual, which is just, yeah, whatever. So um, a couple of my pieces of content were um, flagged as being community violations. So they, they flagged those, they, they blocked them from being able to be viewed and then gave me a temporary block on posting content oh, and then had me then had me re-verify my um, IDs because I don't know whether that's part of having community violations is that you have to re-verify all that. So I had to re-verify mine. I had to find the photos that I'd taken with Jackson for his verification and upload all of that again for a different platform that could verify who we actually were, you know, because it scans the actual driver's license. Yeah. So it knows it knows who you are legally as well as just having a photo of you. So, yeah, we had to do redo all of that. I then had many weeks where that wasn't working. So I am now of the opinion that OnlyFans don't want me to post my content because they seemingly are just ignoring me. But yet they are not stopping people from subbing to my OnlyFans. And I can't stop people from subbing to my OnlyFans. I can't close my account, so I can't do anything. I can deactivate my account, but then I lose it permanently. Yeah, so I don't you don't lose do that. And also, OnlyFans have posting issues, right? So they, they will say that after a certain amount of time of not posting, I think it's 90 days, they suspend all of your subscriptions. But I uh -huh. have not posted in much longer than 90 days. They send me poster posting reminders all the time saying, you haven't posted in 200 and something days, so we're going to suspend it. But they never do. So I don't I don't really know. And this is the thing, regardless of how little I promote my OnlyFans, people are still subscribing. And as much as I like the fact that people are trying to support our content, I am trying to actively say, do not support that content because I can't post there. I can't yeah. I can't engage with that anymore. That's concerning. It is. It is. I like I say, regardless of the amount of times that I contact OnlyFans, I can't really get them to engage with me in a meaningful way. So I'm somewhat writing that uh, avenue of content off. I would like to move to something like Just For Fans, but Just For Fans, I'm trying to think about this as a constructive criticism rather than just criticism, but it's a garbage website. Oh, really? Like, it's badly made. It is hard to navigate. It's hard to know what's on there, and it. I feel like it's it's to, to a fault. It would not it would not benefit me making content. It would be a detriment to me making content. People would not like to use that website, so what is the point of me doing it? Plus, they take 40% of your income. Oh, I thought it was 30. I think it's 40. I it might be 30. Checked. I don't I haven't checked for it, myself, so I don't know. It, it, might, it might be 30. I don't know. It's more than OnlyFans, though. Yeah. So it's already too much. 20% is already too much. I mean, I find 20% is understandable just because, hey, they're the ones hosting the platform. Like, they're the ones providing the platform. They're the ones yeah. providing the payment yeah. data offers, like the payment processing system. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. what their overheads or their staffing costs are. So I'm. No, and, and I, I think I, I come, you know, I. I, I'm I'm a capitalist deep down, so I want to I want to support big business. I want to I want to see you know businesses do well. But you know they are a British company who do all of their finances, as far as I'm aware, in countries that are not 
the UK, and I'm assuming that's tax. You know, so it seems like maybe they're pushing their their tax responsibilities elsewhere. And not just that, I strongly do believe that once you're making hundreds of millions of dollars, that you should not need to heavily rely on MasterCard's opinion of you. You know, you're making hundreds of millions of dollars. There's there's many companies that I think would process your payments for you. So yeah, I, I they they attacked they attacked creators. They attacked creators. Oh, they, they made it to they, they made it to a point where people were literally panicking about how they were going to put food on the table. It's, it's an unacceptable way to operate when you make hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, yes, you're probably right in that 20% is maybe not that much given what they do for us. But if they're not supporting creators anyways, because they're one, attacking them, and two, not listening to them when they're um, complaining that they can't post anything anymore. Yeah. Their their 20% is entirely unreasonable. So if, if they're if they're being consistent in the support that they're giving and they're they're promising what they're doing what they actually promise on their website, then I'm happy for them to take their 20%. But like they promise that if you push your content to OnlyFans, that they will support your copyright, and if somebody else steals your content, they'll fight that for you. But they don't. You know, in my opinion, they never have for me. So. I can't imagine they're doing that for many other creators unless you're making hundreds of millions of dollars yourself. I yeah. Guess. Look, there's got to be a give and take. 100%. Yeah, for sure. And it was like the change in the policy. I look again, I don't know what things were like in their corporate office. I would like to think that decision wasn't made lightly. Like, I don't, I'm sure the executives weren't like, well, well fuck all these porn stars. It still wasn't right. Like, it was a big fucking middle finger to the people who have built their website up. Like, it's that'd be like if a supermarket was like, okay, we're going to stop selling meat. You yeah. know what I mean? What, I thought, I'm I, not what, surprised they backtracked because was, there was too much of an outcry because who else is going to subscribe to OnlyFans? Like, okay, yeah. he's like personal yeah. trainers. Yeah, okay, I can see like with the pandemic no. going on, it's hard to go to an actual gym, so you might do that, but that's not going to go. No, and what, forever. What, what I, you know, a lot of people, when, when it all happened, were moving their cells away from it and... You know, some people were saying, you know, I, I still want to post my content to OnlyFans and, and I'm still going to carry on doing that and I hope that's not a problem kind of thing to, you know, saying that to their fans. And as I've said to many other people in the community who are my friends, I would never say that my opinion and the things that I hold to myself and my own values are any reason why you shouldn't do something. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to carry on using OnlyFans, you can carry on using OnlyFans. I'm not going to think differently of somebody for using OnlyFans because they fucked me. Mm. Um, just because they've messed me around doesn't mean that they're not helping other creators. Yeah. It's, it is my opinion. It's my experience builds my opinion. And my opinion is for me, not for other people to then, you know, people can form their opinions on it, but they, they shouldn't act based on what I've done. They should act on their own um, experiences. If they've had good experiences with OnlyFans, carry on using OnlyFans. You know, it's the same thing with YouTube. If you're a creator and you have made content on YouTube and you have always seen good ad revenue and you've never had your content taken away from you, why wouldn't you carry on supporting YouTube? Yeah. Even though YouTube, yes, is fucking many creators, it's not done that for you. So there's nothing wrong with you continuing to do it. Yeah, I agree. Mm. But at the same time, you have every right to be like, well, screw you if they fucked you over. Yeah, it's it's. It, this is my yeah. opinion when, yeah. you know, when XTube deleted half my content was, I'm not just saying fuck you to XTube like I did very publicly. I'm not just saying that because it deleted half my content and many shared experiences that I've had with my partner, but I'm doing that because they have fucked a lot of my friends. And I'm going to look at that and I'm going to say, this is, I've experienced this now. I've seen you do this. You have no consideration for the people that have lined your pockets for several years. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. That, there's no other way to see it than that. So yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm wrong in having the opinion, but I also had no issue with a lot of the people who I, I, I respect carrying on using their X2 pages after uh, X2 purged half their content. I'm fine with people doing that. For some people, that's their income. That's what they enjoy doing. Why wouldn't they do it? Yeah, absolutely. And I just I don't get XTube purging people because I mean I don't use XTube a lot. Like very, very rarely. Like I might watch one video on there in a year. Well, you won't watch it. You won't watch it at all anymore because it's not a website. <laughs> it's not. No, it's gone. Oh. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, but, <laughs> the, the, the website's it's, it's dead, it's gone. Okay. But the thing is, it I would always associate that with, not I don't want to say it was smutty, 
but it was very full on. And not necessarily by the videos that were on there, but like you'd get all these fucking ads that you just get hammered with and the suggested videos. They're all a little bit too out there for my liking. There were some great videos on there, but the promoted content, Yeah, not so but that, that yeah. Is, I think that's the reason why a lot of kink-related creators went to Xtube, was because it seemed like the place where that content was meant to be. You know, yeah. it had this, as you, as you put it, kind of, well... It, it, Heaviness. What's a heaviness? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And there was there was you know very extreme content on there. There was the vanilla bondage stuff as well, but there was extreme extreme content on there. But I think that that was again that was there. I know sometimes it's it, it can be a little bit sad if you've created something and you intended it to be used in a certain way and it's not being used like that. And I know that that must be quite difficult if you've created something to watch it be used that way and not follow your vision. But when you're building a platform for people to make content on, you have to accept the way that that goes. And you build your community and you let your community do what they do. So you can't really be mad when you build a smutty website and people put smut on it. Yeah. It's... That's, I don't understand how they, their thought process there. It's very similar to if you look at OnlyFans' Twitter page. Their Twitter page promotes personal trainers and promotes makeup artists and promotes all the people who do not make them their money. Yeah. And I, it's, it's a strange dynamic, but that's what they do. And part of it, part of me thinks that that in itself is the, the, the tragedy, not the person who made the website and did not want it to be used the way it's used. Because I, I, I am honestly of the firm opinion that the chap who invented OnlyFans did not see it going the direction that it went and did not foresee that it would be used as a way for content creators who make um, sexual content to use it as a paywall. Yeah. But that's what it ended up being used for. And when it makes you hundreds of millions of dollars, it's easy to shut your mouth and carry on. But for some reason, morals and things like that seem to come to the forefront and people think well i'm better than the content that's posted on the website that's lying in my pockets putting a lamborghini on my drive mm. no you're not <laughs> and you need to look with the whole twitter thing i can understand they want to promote personal trainers makeup artists as you said and if that's what they're promoting on their twitter i think that's okay personally i think mm. you know what they don't owe any porn stars or i'm no. not calling myself us porn stars but we're content creators but I'm talking about the, like the million dollar porn stars or even smaller amateur content creators, adult content creators. They don't know any of them a promotion, like promoting. No. But at the same time, you're getting your back scratched. Okay, maybe back scratching is the wrong way to put it. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. Yeah, they're looking at the content that's on their website and they're saying, well, we can we can be better than the content that's on our website. And I just don't know how you can look at the people who have built your website into what it is and say you we are better than you because i how can you be you know it's like it's like lego looking at all of the kids who are making fantastic and amazing things with their product and saying no you're meant to use the instructions <laughs> no you you can do what you want that's the point yeah. you know it's and this this ring fencing of ideas only leads to companies being flash in the pan and OnlyFans is not old enough to pull the shit that they tried to do. No. They're just not. Which is why, as you say, they were smart enough to look at the community feedback and go, Oh my god, we're, we're sinking. You do have to give them props for admitting like, well, they didn't really admit, but they backtracked. It's still on the nose and it's still a big red flag, but it's slightly less of a red flag the fact that they did say hey we were wrong without a yeah do, do you know what yeah. i i catch i'm gonna probably catch hate for saying it but my my opinion regardless is is still you know fuck them because they are their their backtracking shows how willing they are to flip-flop on their decisions and i think if they're going to make a decision they should have stuck with it they made a decision they panicked everybody and clearly it was unnecessary because they were able to backtrack it the fact that they were able to backtrack it shows that it was unnecessary so it makes me it, it infuriated me more i know for again for a lot of people and this is not their opinions and i fully respect people to have their own way of thinking about this that you know you can carry on creating on OnlyFans, you can make your living on OnlyFans, and if you're comfortable doing that, that that is fantastic and there are many um content creators that i personally know that OnlyFans dragged them through not having a job during COVID, and that is a fantastic thing and OnlyFans should get a lot of the credit for that yeah but they should also 
if they're going to take the credit and they're going to take the money, which they are doing both of, if they're going to do that, they also have to take the flack and the, the potential punishments that come along with it for panicking an entire community of sex workers that felt like they were potentially about to lose everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm still I'm still on the line of uh, fuck OnlyFans and fuck the people who made it. Look, that's fair <laughs> enough. I can see that. And I guess mm. I'm in a bit of a ignorance is bliss kind of sense, I guess. For sure. Because for me, it's not a job. Like, it's, I mean, I do treat it pretty seriously. Like, I stick to a posting schedule. That's when I post. But at the same time, if it was to close tomorrow, yeah, I'd be bummed. But it would not affect my livelihood because I have a day job. But understandably, yeah. there are people that this is their income and there is nothing wrong with that. They're providing service to people. They're getting paid, hopefully reasonably. And yeah, it would suck for them if they... I'd like to think that one of these other platforms would provide the platform they need to share their content. And also shout out to the guy who invented the internet because I'm sure they didn't intend for it to be 90% porn. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was the guy who invented the World Wide Web called? Oh, you used to know that. It's a British guy. Okay. Did I know you used to know that? Yeah. Fuck. World Wide Web, he's a British guy and they're very proud of that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, it just reminds me of, of the show King of the Hill of when Boomhauer, the character that just, he, he mumbles a lot, like has a very thick Texas accent and he mumbles. Yeah. And so people barely understand anything he says and he's explaining the internet and the only thing you understand that he says is free porn. <laughs> yeah. You reminded me of King of the Hill now and now I'm going to have to start to watch it. <laughs> But you, you very much, you very much show your age the second you uh, quote King of the Hill. Yeah, I haven't seen King of the Hill in probably. Oh, you know, it used to air on Channel Seven. Not that Channel Seven means anything to you guys, but here it was Channel Seven at about eleven o'clock at night. It was aired right after Futurama because here Futurama like tanked in the ratings and then they took it off. I tanked in the ratings everywhere. Well, no, because they they aired a few years later, like after the original series got axed. They started airing it on a different channel, and it actually rated pretty, like it was aired at prime time. But yeah, I was like this, probably future I was only fan at the age of like 12. Well, actually no, I was younger, I was like 10 or 11. And I'd tape it at 10.30 at night, and King of the Hill was always on after it. So that was like 2003, maybe, was the last time I watched King of the Hill. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's yeah. on Hulu. I kind of started rewatching it like at one point a few months ago. I mean, see, I feel like it's different for me because, like, I, I, I mean, I grew up in Texas and everything. <laughs> so, Cody, from your Twitter, it would seem like you're about 90% dominant in the relationship. Would this be a fair assumption? It would be now. Okay. So. If you were to go back, like, right before me and Jackson met, I would have probably aligned myself more 50-50. And, you know, you go back even further than that, when I f first came into the King community, and it's like 100% sub. I had no interest in doming at all. So I just think over time, what's ended up happening is essentially I've had good experiences with doms and have obviously accumulated gear because I want gear to be used on me kind of thing that now I've got to a point where I've maybe opened up more and more um, dominant side where I like using that gear now maybe more than I like having it used on me. I know from the experiences what things I enjoy, so I try to put that onto other people and see if like, so I think it's like, it's like, you know, when you've experienced something, you're, you know, your parents and your grandparents, like when they experience something that they enjoy, like they go, jet skiing or whatever the fuck they're always like yeah you should go jet skiing like they want to they want to impart things that they've enjoyed on you and i think i've got to a point in my kinky life where i've experienced a lot that i want to impart that on other people i want to bring my experiences and a very large collection of gear onto other people and let other people experience it and get to watch that experience in their eyes when they get to do it the first time kind of thing okay so yeah, I, I, def I definitely say I'm probably like 80, 90%. I, I wouldn't agree with that at all. I <laughs> well, I was just about to ask, would you say the reverse is true for you, Jackson? But Well, so I'm going to stay focused on Cody for a bit first. And yeah. I would say that Cody is still probably around 50-50. Okay. To be honest. I think it's more where I sit on the scale that means within our relationship, you are more dumb than so. But I think if, you, if we weren't in a relationship... Or if we were in an open relationship, you'd be looking at a more 50-50. Potentially, think... yeah. Right. It's, it, again, it's, this is sort of the 
the difficulty of where we stand with the kind of relationship that we have where we're not in an open relationship so we don't experience that much outside of our relationship like we have played with other people but it's been more in like that freesome capacity where it's not you know um, jackson meeting with somebody or me meeting with somebody it's it's we do it together so we're not in an open relationship neither of us would really consider it that way so i think maybe potentially jackson is right that i maybe struggle to see it because jackson is mostly sub i i wouldn't say forced but i take up that dom role to yeah i fit into the role that that you know yeah. i'm growing to the fishbowl i'm in i mean yeah it's like and then i mean so this is like exactly the type of thing that i usually say is because like i consider myself complete 50 50 like switch but like the thing is my dynamics with other people vary like you know there's some people that i'm 50 50 with there's some people where i'm more submissive with them there's other people that i'm more dominant with them and yeah it's like and i feel like i mean i feel like for most switches that's pretty much how it is like it, it varies depending on the person yeah see when i'm with brandon i'm probably god pick a number 95 percent sub yeah. when it comes to kinky activities outside of kink i'm 100 percent dumb but <laughs> yeah you have to whisper that <laughs> <laughs> no but i'm 95 percent sub which again it's more because He's not into being tired. I am into being tired, so why would I tie him up when I'm going to get more enjoyment out of being tied up? He's not going to get the enjoyment out of being tied up, but he can enjoy me being tied up because I'm fucking quiet and not annoying the shit out of him. Yeah. Um, but if it was with someone else who wanted to be tired, then I would have no problem slipping into that dominant role. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know, something else. So I, I mean, I've been kind of struggling to find like a doms to play with like around here. I mean, I, I, I always joke that it's like, you could just throw a stone in any direction and you'll hit a guy who wants to submit. Um, <laughs> but to find doms, it's a, it's a whole other story, at least here. Yeah, it's like, and then I don't know, one thing that I kind of noticed is so I even talk, I just want to make friends cause I'm new here. So I, talk to a lot of vanilla guys who aren't necessarily into kink or they're kind of curious about it but they've never tried it most of them 90 percent of the times will tell you oh i want to explore my submissive side but i've kind of played with and been with several of them and i've seen fairly dominant things that they do that it's not overtly kinky but you know it's there, it's still little things that it's like okay if we just tweak this just a little bit like you you can be a dom like but yeah it's like, i mean i think a big problem with it is like confidence is a lot of people just don't feel confident enough to be a dom or something yeah it's it's that it's that thing of trying to essentially run a scene thinking that you're doing something wrong or picking up on those nuances from a sub that you know they might be sat there almost completely silently you know and like what do you do now so some people do struggle with that and i, I did struggle with that a lot of the times when i was first subbing at uh, sorry doming and i think one of the things that i struggled with when i was first starting to dom was this thing of subs not showing that they're aroused you know what i mean like they're not hard to yeah. the session right so like sometimes some people and you have had this i wouldn't say problem is not but like you've had this issue with yourself where you look at it and think i'm not enjoying it that's an issue that i think a lot of subs have as well as doms that that whole making sure that you're showing that you're excited not just in being hard but also showing that you're enjoying it like unnecessary moaning and things yeah. like that it's it's an interesting dynamic of when you're when you're subbing sometimes um you go over the top and trying to show that you're enjoying it yeah. as a new sub especially and as a new dom you will go over your over the top to do things again unnecessarily like making a scene run very 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 quickly you know trying every single toy yeah. so there's lots of, that's the thing with sort of like coming into things new is that you're going to be bad at it and you have to expect except that you're going to be bad at it and then you'll get better and that's just how things work but and it's a very interesting dynamic yeah like i yeah it's like even thinking about that it's like yeah so one i i mean i even think of like a lot of people are probably scared of doming because i think in a way they don't want to I don't know, they don't want to play with, like, that quote-unquote dark side, like, of them. Like, they don't want to, you know, they're too scared of exploring that, of, because, I, I mean, I feel like, at the base level, like, bondage is really, like, it's really just, like, acting on, like, your deepest, kind of darkest desires and things like that, of just kind of letting that, like, take the wheel 
a little. I mean, of course, there's a lot of control and everything to it. But I feel like, you know, there there's, like, a lot of that. And I think a lot of people are scared of being able to do that in either way. Like, either if they're being dominant or submissive. Yeah, and then I kind of like what you brought up about moaning, uh, number one. Because, yeah, like, it's funny because, you know, when I have, like, vanilla, quote-unquote vanilla sex with somebody, I tend to be very, like, vocal, like, at least with, like, moaning and kinds of things like that. I've been told it was weird. I, I'm pretty sure it kind of is. But I don't know, like, recently, that's, like, another thing with, like, guys that I've, you know, kind of played around with and everything is guys that actually like it that like i don't know that they, they will do other things to like make me like whimper or something like that and i don't know that i mean you you kind of have to get fun where you can find it because since i mean i haven't really been able to find any actual doms to do like a proper bonded session with them I'm, i've at least been having fun with like things like that of i like that you know they, they hear me whine or or whimper about something and kind of keep wanting to, to, you know, make me do that and, like, push me further and everything. Can I just interject there? I have to say, <laughs> I am a lot more vocal. If I'm getting plowed, I'm a lot more vocal when my mouth is taped than when it isn't. I don't know what yeah. it is, but it's like, because yeah. I suppose when you're mouthed, all you can do is make that moaning sound. Whereas yeah. you can talk when you're not taped, like you can be like, oh yeah, like hard up. Yeah. Is that the only? Is that the only one you have? Harder. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of something smart ass to say, but yeah, no, I just, I just think it opens up exactly what you're wanting. I was gonna say, call out. <laughs> I, 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 just think of in, in Ted when they're doing the bo the Boston accent with like having like, like, oh yeah, harder, harder. Oh, oh god. But yeah, no, it, it's, it's like I like i like the vocal aspect it's an important part of of sexual activity i like the vocal aspect it's just this thing of like trying to make it super over the top because you think that that's the thing that don wants to hear like i'll have people at some points like i'll lightly touch them as like immediately the loudest possible whimper in your fucking life and you're like wow that was out of nowhere jeez you can try to bite my goddamn head off you know like my husband so, does that You'll I'll like do like that. Oh. <laughs> so you're not 90% Dom, but in the relationship you're 90%. You're like 90-10, roughly. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I want to know. Does this dominance leak into your everyday life? Does it leak Does into it? my everyday life, Jack? Does it leak into everyday life in our relationship? <laughs> so so Jackson, Jackson is in control of grown-up things. Okay. So... Jackson manages everything pretty much to do with our house because he's very organized and he is fantastic at doing it and I suck at doing it. Um, so that's me so, and my relationship too. Exactly. But I would be of the opinion that outside of that, I have always been told I am the loudest person in a room. I do find myself pushing for being a front runner, I would say. So if there's, if there's something happening, I want to be... I want to be there. I want to be doing it. I want to be ahead of it. So you know, I don't. I don't want to use lots of stupid jargon. You know, ahead of the curve and and things. You know, I don't. I don't want to go. I do. I do try my absolute best to be at the the front of the the front of the pack. Okay. Yeah, it, it's funny that I veer Dom so much because I'm like, I don't know, like, I feel like my actual personality, like, I'm, I feel like I'm very passive in a lot of ways and just very kind of go with the flow and shit. Like, I feel like the reason why I dominate so much is just kind of out of default, like, once again, just because there's just so many subs around. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Then again, I've never been in a relationship with another Kingster, so I don't know how that would be. Yeah. No. And I think for sort of like for, for my everyday life, I, I told I told myself a long time ago, I'm going to experience everything I can possibly experience in my life, which means that my filter for being able to fall into the shadows when I want to fall into the shadows, because I, I mean, I was always an introvert when I was younger. You know, I, I didn't want to be, you know, center of attention and things like that. I didn't like doing that. So to, to push myself the way that I do now doesn't lend to that. So I, I do put myself out as much as I possibly can because otherwise I can't experience everything that I otherwise would. So like for example when we went to Club Locked, which was the first King event we'd ever done, you know, Jackson, I kept having to ask where you were tonight because uh, what would happen was me and Jackson would be sitting next to each other. Jackson would start talking to somebody and I'd go, I am bored. But like I see someone over there's in a vac bed so now I want to go and see what that is. 
and I'm just like, uh... Oh, Essentially what he's saying is, during Koblox, he would just abandon me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the solution to that. And I know a lot of people would be like, well, Cody, you need to stay with Jackson. All right, stay by yourself. Like, just fucking find a nice spot on the wall, or like, if there's any beams hanging down, like, and take him to it, tie him to it. Yeah. Tie his leash. You start, yeah. If you took, like, a real dog to a shop or something, you'd tie him up outside to know where he was, so just take me to the <laughs> middle of Koblox and just tie him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, but I yeah, it's, <laughs> I like I like to just you know be around and run between people and meet everybody and say and that Which by is the way fair. it's a super a super interesting thing that I I just I I have to say because it's now in my head that during club locks and this is the weirdest experience I've ever had in my life there was only one person when they were introduced to me from somebody else that didn't know who I was. So I was introduced to loads and loads and loads of people. And every single time they'd say, yeah, this is inmate Cody on Twitter, they'd be like, oh yeah, I follow you. You're like, this is weird. This is just weird. Like everybody knows, like it's, it's a weird thing to be stood in front of somebody that you're meeting for the first time and they feel like they already know you because they've watched all your content. Yeah. And it's, you know, and they're asking me questions about stuff like stuff that I did like a year ago. Like they're talking about, oh, yeah, you made that thing like a year ago. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'd forgotten about that. It's that on the flip side, if talking to people, when I was introduced to people that I hadn't met before, yeah. most of the people that I'd never met before didn't know who I was. Yeah, so it's a weird dynamic that we have where some people seem to like, they know who Jackson is, but they don't realize that Jackson's got Twitter. So like, they know who Jackson okay. is because they see him on my Twitter. I, I tag him in like everything that I, nearly everything I post, right? But no one seems to understand that that's a thing. Like, you can just go and message Jackson whenever you want. But, you know, people are messaging me and asking me questions about Jackson. It's a weird... Well, I guess that's very... the thing, though. You're very interactive chat. I've spoken to you quite a fair bit, particularly in the last few weeks. But probably now for, like, three or four months. Mm. Well, I know I've had conversations with you as well, Jackson. But you even say yourself on your profile, you're a shy pupster. So you can't allow us to kind of make yeah, it Yeah, I need other people to, to start the conversation. It's To be fair, that's not necessarily just me being shy it's the fact that i can be a little bit lazy when it comes to kind of oh can't we all, don't worry <laughs> i feel like i'm very busy during the day and it gets a time where i can talk and interact with people and just like or watch tv <laughs> i think we all have people we all are on both have been on both sides of that problem because i know there's people where I, i'll message you and i'm like we have great conversations like you are friendly to me why am I always the one initiating the conversation? And then I think there's probably like people out there that are thinking the same thing about me. We're just, we all think about ourselves, like, which is natural. Sometimes you just, you think about people, but then you don't actually go and message them. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, I don't know. And then even thinking about that, I'm like, I'm both intrigued and terrified of that, of like going to like a kinky event and people like knowing me for like my Instagram and shit. And yeah, it's like, especially with somebody I, I haven't personally spoken to or something <laughs> especially yeah. now that you know i'm showing my face on there and <laughs> i'd be stoked if i went to somewhere and they're like oh you're stop standing sammy here yeah that's me yeah, oh my like, god this is the thing like i was i was super stoked on it but then yeah. the other side of it i'm going am i big headed here like i'm sat here like giggling like a schoolgirl, like oh my god people know who i am this is oh, so no, cool it's, it's nice to get a bit of recognition no matter what you do well like yeah, i'm used to it's... going to clubs where nobody knows who i am I am, well, I haven't been to a club in fucking eight years, but you go there and you're just another face, whereas if you get people who are like, oh, hey, I know you, it's, yeah. it makes you feel good. Yeah, yeah. like, and then it, even kind of on that note, like, for the for some reason yesterday, a lot of people who have followed me for a while but have never personally DM'd me or anything, like, just all of a sudden decided to reach out to me. Like, it was just a weird coincidence, like, you know, like, three different people. Yeah, it's like, and then, I mean, that was also just interesting because it's like, I, I recognize if people followed me for a while and they like my stuff and everything, like I recognize their profiles, like you know their I, their usernames and whatever picture they have or something. But yeah, it's like but even if they don't message me and then so when they do, I kind of feel like oh like you're finally kind of reaching out to me after however long you've been following me. And yeah, it's like one of them was was a guy who his profile is pretty like normal, like it's not a kinky profile at all. I think it might be one of the few kinky profiles that he does follow and. And yeah, and then he recently kind of started talking 
to me about it and because I kind of brought up, you know, a few kinky things and he was just like, oh yeah, it's like, I haven't really explored that or anything. He's like, I like the stuff that you post, but I haven't done any of it myself. I haven't given it a whole lot of thought or anything. And yeah, it's like, and then I'm even like, wow, that's interesting. Cause I know you've been following me for at least over a year. <laughs> like, wow. um, I, I don't know. It's like, that's another just weird thing about Instagram is cause everybody is on Instagram. Like it's, it's not just Kingster. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm on, on Instagram, I just don't use it. Ah. <laughs> You're trying to make Twitter happen. It, it's your fetch. <laughs> I was just going to say, you got to make a Mean Girls reference here. <laughs> yeah, I've only seen Mean Girls once, and it was like 15 years ago. <laughs> you ever seen Mean Girls? No. No, I didn't. I, I, I don't understand the references. Mm. He doesn't understand any references. <laughs> I mean, I've picked up on like that from talking to Nat or like just general internet stuff. Like, if it wasn't for well, that, it, I wouldn't. Well, okay, it's, it, it, okay, it's even funny like with Fetch because number one, we're talking to pups, and then also because she says it's supposedly slaying in England, and is, she's trying to make it cool in America. <laughs> Slaying. Okay, well, it's not. Oh, actually, I don't know. It's not here. I don't remember fetch ever being a thing here. Yeah. Fetch? Fetch. Fetch. Like fetch. A, a slime? Well, like, 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 to say that something is cool is, it, it's, it's fetch. Like, I don't know. I mean, that could have been completely made up in the movie. I, I, I don't know. There's a British guy sat right here and he doesn't <laughs> seem to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fetch. I'm going to start saying that. Oh my god, yeah. Actually make it happen. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm going to make it happen. You, you, you don't even know the movie, but just make it happen. I don't need to know the movie. I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking institution. I can make anything happen. <laughs> well, so it's Dom energy. I know, right? <laughs> Side note, I love Jonathan Bennett. I don't know who that is. He played one of the title characters. He played one of the lead characters in that movie. Oh, yeah. And he's gay in real life? Yes. Yeah. He is beautiful. And he was on Celebrity Big Brother. Oh. And a stupid twist fucked him out of the game. I don't think I'm old enough to say... I don't think I'm young enough anymore to say that I'm too young for them. I don't think I'm allowed to. I'm not, like, when these conversations are happening, and I don't, I don't fucking get it. How old are you? Uh, I'm 27. Bitch, you're two years younger than me. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> you're get You're gonna be fucking in a geriatrics ward with me, mate. I don't get the <laughs> Yeah. You're just, you just don't... You're no, but like it's backwards, right? I'm more cultured than you. You're not. Like, I'm more cultured than you. But yeah, it's like, I mean, I feel like you're not getting the references. I don't think it's an age thing. Yeah. I. But normally it is. When somebody comes down and starts talking about like some TV show that's on in the fucking nineties, I'm like, I, yeah, I was alive then, but geez, I do not remember that. Shit. Yeah. I mean, but most things from the early two thousands is a complete blind spot for me. Like I noticed with my last relationship because I mean my ex was just a few years older than me, but he loved like all of the big popular shows between two thousand and two thousand nine, and I'm like, I this all just goes over my head, like mm. like Ugly Betty, Bones, I don't know, like all these shows that were like huge during those years i was like i don't know i i don't know where i was during those years but i mean I you would have been old enough but you were a teenager so you're probably just yeah. wrapped up in teen shit but you know what i was gonna say because brandon's 27 i'm 29 even that two year two and a half year difference there are some things like i'll mention oh like hey do you remember when this product was on the shelves you're like, oh. <laughs> there's that difference between like i might remember something that was out when i was seven but he was five so it's still kind of he was a bit too young to remember it. Yeah. whilst for the most part we had similar childhoods when it comes to like pop culture references hmm. there's still that little bit of difference yeah what's what's your opinion yeah. on tim tams tim tams are fucking amazing yeah we I don't remember what they we, are, no there's a yeah. penguin penguin that's a penguin we um so so i'm gonna have to say the the evil word of brexit oh. when that happened the prime minister boris johnson went on television after striking a trade deal with australia to show a packet of tim tams and say we're going to send they're australia's going to send us tim tams and we're going to send penguins they're the same thing by the way they're exactly the same thing so okay. we're now you're sending us tim tams and we're sending you penguins uh, is that happening i've never seen it is no it's happening I for sure to see and and also you're sending us vegemite and we're sending you marmite oh, okay well i think we have marmite on the shelves here i've never yeah, tried you're gonna have british marmite now okay so i don't to anyone and i've told a few Ameri particularly american friends if you want to try vegemite you have it on toasted bread, lots of butter, and you have a very, very thin layer of Vegemite. Small, small amount. these Americans that 
lather it on thick like veggie, uh, like Nutella. And well, like, oh, well because I'm like Americans, we do that with with everything. The fucking strangest thing I'd ever encountered was like at the end of a meal, like Americans will eat the like the condiments that are still on the plate. Like that's just insane to me. Like you know, you'll have you'll have ketchup there, and they're like getting the fork and they're eating the ketchup. I'm like, fuck, what are you doing? I mean, I hate tomato sauce in general, so like ketchup, it's gross. So that's. Gross. I'm like, I, I don't do that with ketchup, but I do that with other things. <laughs> See, it's it's part of your culture. Is you have to eat the things that are on your plate. Like the shock that I saw wash over Jackson's face when we first hit the states, when we first went to the states together, and we got a breakfast at I hop was the first place we got breakfast together and i put maple syrup on everything like across my toast across my um sausages and my bacon and just the the horror wash over his face as i just went because that's what you that's what's meant to happen no i'm like yeah that was breakfast breakfast. no it's everything it's everything it's amazing on bacon yeah well i'm like well well like every breakfast food is it's okay if you fucking get syrup on it like because yeah because we eat like pancakes or waffles with other shit so yeah if, if a little bit of it gets on it we're not yeah our day isn't ruined if we get fucking something no, so hash browns with syrup are good bacon i can i can kind of see if a little bit of syrup got on that but sausages because eh. so, because a lot of porks are already kind of sweet or people even prepare them in a way to taste like a little sweet like it's like smoked but also sweet like look if some got on my <laughs> if i was eating something and syrup got on it i wouldn't be like oh don't i don't but I would I wouldn't put it on myself I I would I would definitely put it talking talking and putting it on yourself I would definitely gunge myself in it as well (laughs) okay okay after your birthday cake Okay, quick couple of quick questions. What's your favorite piece of gear? So I, for me, it is either um, I have two respirators. I like switching between those, but recently we bought a straight jacket, and I am all about that. What about you, Jackson? I don't know. We have too much. <laughs> we have too much. <laughs> I'm like a kid in a candy store sometimes. I'm just like, oh, I want to wear this and this and this. My favorite piece of gear that I have bought is that that chain collar. You don't wear it's it. Like, I know I don't wear it because you made me a collar and now I wear a collar instead. If I had to choose a favorite piece that I could not live without, it would be my pop hood. I get so I, I was so disappointed with Nitbrook the second time. He was oh, so sad. I was so sad. Mm. Well, that is a nice segue. How many pop hoods do you own? Just the one each? Uh, two, no, two each. each. Two each. Cool. Yeah, so we both got the older style Mister S hood. We didn't get older style Mister S ones. We just bought cheap ones. Yeah, yeah, but the the ones with the longer eyebrow going all the way across the middle, and then these ones are the single eyebrows. Okay. So how often would you say you wear your hoods? So we pretty much wear them every single time we have some sort of kink interaction now. So um, like for this and for going to fetish events and for obviously our sex life as well. So it's any kink related interaction we're pretty much going as pups okay and do you find enjoyment in wearing the hood during like mundane activities like just sitting around watching tv or cooking dinner yeah so jack jackson likes wearing his like he'll he'll wear his as much as he possibly can and i really enjoyed going to like club locked with mine on because it was like the first time i think i'd interacted with everyday people wearing a pup hood that was a kink interaction yeah but we walked there with them on that is true so we we walked from my friend's apartment all the way across the city of Manchester to the event, which meant we encountered all the kinds of people you can imagine. Some people shouted very nice things and some people shouted weird things. My particular favorite was a man walking across a car park who looked at you and said, somebody's getting laid tonight. <laughs> with his daughter. His yeah, daughter. it was with a child. <gasps> oh my god. I mean, <laughs> so I still kind of love that though. Uh, there's it's some part, so and weird, there was though. there was a couple there was a couple of girls who saw a dog, saw the dog, ran up to the dog and went, "Oh my god, it's so cute!" And then saw me and Jackson walking past and went, "Oh my god, it's people dogs too." <laughs> <laughs> Circling back to the man with his kid, when you're that age, shit like that goes over your head. Oh yeah, he she probably thought you were putting a new carpet. Yeah, he he probably hasn't even like looked at us for any considerable amount of time it's just you just see people right you don't see the the thing that's going on behind it i guess yeah i mean i even kind of like the idea of you know with like kinkier things like this of 
I don't know, in a way of fra framing it in a way that it just sort of mimics like a lot of things from like geek culture, like mm -hmm. like Comic Con and wearing a costume to you know to something like that. Yeah, it's like a friend and I have kind of talked about doing a little side event or something because I I live in Chicago where um, IML is and. We've talked about doing our own like little side event thing that is maybe a little less leather, a little bit more like pop culture kind of based, like and and that way make it kind of like a more geeky, kind of like nerdy sort of Comic Con type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like and then and, I mean even thinking about that, like because I mean there's nothing overtly sexual about just wearing a pup hood around. No. Um so yeah, it's like I mean it's it's kind of like that. It's basically like Dressing like Spider-Man, going to Comic-Con or something like that. Like, yeah, and I, I had I had this issue for a while where I was sort of like struggling with the concept of, of, of bringing kink gear into everyday life because I felt a little bit like I might be forcing out upon people who aren't interested. But again, I'm at a point where I want to be able to express myself the ways I want to express myself. And I'm a firm believer that most things, I would say, you know, 90% of things in everyday life come from some level of sexual attraction to something. So, you know, most women wearing jewelry is to attract you to their breasts and things like that. It's like most things have some form of sexual attraction. So I have, I, I've, I've started to change my tune a little bit where I see um, nothing really wrong with wearing a pub hood in, in public because some people are real into sneakers and they walk around in sneakers in public and look at other people's sneakers. And some people are into people wearing sports gear and they see people in sports gear in public. And it is, it's just part of culture and we have to accept that culture is inherently sexualized. Um, that's just how it is. Fair enough. Okay, to wrap this up, we are going to do something that we haven't done before. We've got viewers submitted questions. So this week's viewer submitted question okay. is from Gaz. It's for all of us. Okay. So we'll go okay. guests first. So Cody, how important is sex within your kink and fetish life oh that is an oh. interesting because it's not how important is sex in your life it's how important is it within kink itself i i could do a bonded session without there being a sexual element to it so i would say it, it's not as important as i as i would like to hold it so yeah i think it's it's an important part of my life because it's it, I, all of my love for bondage comes from my sex drive so yeah it's important but i could go for a whole bondage session and it not be about sex okay and still enjoy it so i maybe it's not as important to me as i as i hold it how how about you jackson personally i would like there to be a sexual aspect to it okay so again obviously like my love or interest in kink comes from a sexual place and i would prefer there to be a sexual aspect for some people they can enjoy kink without there being a sexual aspect so it depends on on who you're with and what kind of situation you're in okay i feel like we nat and i have both touched on this kind of i can definitely have bondage without sex i can have sex without bondage if you combine the two it's great but it's not a requirement happy to just be tied up nine times out of ten if i'm tied up i'm just tied up it's important to have it, but it's not important to have it all the time. I mean, I feel like there's always rumblings of bondage or some sort of kink in anything I do sexually. Like, I mean, I can't really get off without at least thinking about bondage or, you know, something like that. That, and then also, I mean, kind of like what I brought up earlier today of, like, fooling around with, like, vanilla guys and there being still like these little subtle elements of dominance and submission and things like that that i kind of latch on to that it's like you know it's like very simple like little things but that's kind of what i hold on to in you know messing around like with another guy that you know probably isn't into getting tight up okay mm. Alright guys, well that is the end of our show for tonight. We hope you have enjoyed listening to these cute little good doggos here. <laughs> so thank you inmate Jackson and inmate Cody for joining us. Well, thank Th you, thank uh, you for having us here, yeah. Alright, as always, I'm Sammy. And I'm Nat. Have a good night, guys. <laughs>